You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey guys, this is Aaron Armstrong, the brand manager of The Gospel Project, with a new episode of Hero of the Story. Today I have a special guest with me, Andy McLean, who is the student editor for The Gospel Project. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I am having a good afternoon and I'm looking forward to our chat today. Yeah. Because we're too. talking about the easiest conversation, easiest subject in the world. Absolutely. Easiest one. <laughs> right. Yep. Absolutely. No, it's not controversial. No, everybody it's, agrees. It's straight up, straight up easy to interpret. And it's the first line in the Bible. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The end. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Go. Podcast out. See you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Andy, it's it's fair to say that this is um, this is this can be a tricky subject to to navigate, can it? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there's you know not only this verse, but the the following verses with you know how do we understand the days, etc. I mean, I, I think that uh, I did a a study on creation, just kind of a personal research. This mm-hmm. past year, and I think that I came up with like ten different, dis- like distinct views, just <laughs> on creation itself. So you know, most people kind of think that there's just like a kind of a handful of positions. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there, there's there's quite a lot. Yeah, uh, in terms of um, uh, to choose from, but obviously, you know, some with a little bit more biblical faithfulness than others. Sure, <laughs> but sure. still, like yeah. it's just yeah, like you said, it's it's not one of those. Uh, uh, sections of, of scripture where everybody's, you know, kind of agreed upon for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have, I have, um, fairly young kids as, as do you, one of my, my oldest is now in the tween stages. So okay. she's getting ready to enter, you know, uh, youth ministry kind of like into that territory, yeah. which is, you know, exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Now we, um, We've had conversations with her about, uh, really about about this this whole idea, and you know, in our house, it's it's a given mm-hmm. for her. Like, like she does not blink at, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. She doesn't blink at the idea that there is a creator God who made everything out of nothing, and yeah. um, and and praise God for that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that certainly wasn't my experience growing, you know, because. Um, like I said, in our last conversation together, um, I didn't grow up around the church. So mm-hmm. my working, my working, um, presupposition, my working, my working understanding of how the world works was that was the, um, was, was to use the uh, technical term was this naturalistic evolutionary view. So this whole idea that, um, basically through a, um, you know, an equation of, time and matter coming together with the the um mystery of chance guiding it all um that suddenly we're here after millions and billions of years right um and and that's and that's a hard thing and so for for my for my daughter who's getting older for students who are in you know who are you know, in public schools now who are in, you know, thinking who are reading, you know, who are interested in, in the sciences in general, um, you know, this is, this is, 
this is the view that is is primarily taught and accepted and assumed. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're fe- they're facing some really difficult and interesting challenges because of that. So. Um, you know, asking questions like, well, do science and religion go together? Can, can I be a Christian and be interested in science as well? Um, and some of the stories I've read are heartbreaking because they think they can't. Right. Yeah. And, um, and it all comes back down to, to this, this verse and I've seen, or this passage and what I've seen a lot of people try to do is like I've seen, seen, seen. You mentioned there's like ten different views. I mean, some people allegorize it away into, um, into actually not having any real truth or validity at all to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the way down to the more you know intensely literalistic kind of kind of view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we at you know, you know, we have, we have our, our views on, yeah. on, on this as well. You know, we, you know, and, you know, with, you know, with what we teach in the gospel project, we, we absolutely affirm, you know, the, the, the historic truthfulness of this, this mm-hmm. passage. Right. Um, so, but let let's, let's think through that. What is the, what is the real, I guess, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at here mm-hmm. is, is that, um, as as we, we we wrestle with this and we wrestle with the competing ideas, there's this question that we always want to deal with, which is, well, how old is the Earth actually? Yeah, is that the right question for us to be asking? Yeah, so you know, at least with with me and um, and the context that I'm I'm kind of writing uh, for and and sort of uh, engaging with and and ministering to, you know, mm-hmm. like I teach ninth and tenth graders every week. Yeah, um, and and obviously I have younger kids like like yourself. Yeah. And so, yeah, so this conversation can be just so involved, right? There's so many sort of moving parts to it. And there's lots of sort of red herrings. Like we, it's easily to be distracted uh, by some of the more hot topic, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, things like, like, like the age of the earth, right? That's yeah. like the go-to thing there for people. And man, look, I, I'm just, some people are just really, um, you know, passionate about this, you know, yeah. from 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 one angle or the other. Uh, obviously, you know, like you can be evangelical on both sides. I have friends on both sides of this debate. Yeah, uh, and they're you know you know they're 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 Bible believing evangelical believers. You know, they just kind of take a different position, and their position obviously uh, causes them to have to answer this particular thing. Um, if if they believe the ages is earth and 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 just as the opposite, so if you you believe in a young earth, you know you have to answer these questions. If you believe in old earth, you have to answer these questions, and then they kind of go back and back and forth on the scientific evidence and support yeah. of their different positions. And oh my gosh, like uh, I'm not I'm not trying. Like if you're really into that, uh, that's awesome, and you should continue to serve in that ministry. Yes, uh, but it, it just it, it's for me, it's not the main point, right? right. And so I want. Uh, to kind of streamline this, especially for students, because like you said, they're growing up in, a, in, a, in an environment in which naturalism reigns, right? So they're kind of growing up under the uh, under the presumption that 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 uh, that the universe uh, is just this self-contained system that uh, that we're basically just a product of uh, of a cosmic accident. Mm-hmm. And like Richard Dawkins says, the universe is completely indifferent to us; it can yeah. care less about what happens. And uh, and so. 
Uh, you know, this was, uh, so this is the, you know, the position represented by some of the more famous vocal atheists like Dawkins and, and Sam Harris. Uh, and, and, you know, even to a lesser extent uh, from Stephen Hawking, who just died two days ago. Yeah. And so, uh, so this is, you know, kind of the big uh, sort of uh, the worldview model that 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 scientific naturalism sort of is living in. And that's kind of what is being sort of uh, uh, trickled down to our students um, uh, on, on some level, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so that's where I want to go. I want uh, partly as an apologist, and partly just because these are the questions that students are asking me. Um, you know, just real quick, just kind of a footnote. I was reading a report not too long ago. It identified like the top six reasons students or or young people are exiting the church, and uh, and one of those top six reasons was the fact that they thought that their church experience sort of pitted their Christian beliefs against science. In other words, that yeah, like there's this warfare that's going on. There's this deep conflict between the two, but that is obviously not the case, right? And nobody, at least at the university level, <laughs> would historically say no. That's that's not true. Sometimes there's been like skirmishes, sure, you know, between you know this or that, <clears throat> but in terms of a deep conflict. Science and Christianity have always got along. There's been a deep resonance between the two, right. as a matter of fact. In fact, you know, the argument has been made, and I want to tell students this, that really you can do science because of your Christian worldview. The Christian worldview, right, we take doctrines like the doctrine of creation. We believe that creation is finite, that it was uh, made by a creator uh, who is distinct from it. Uh, the fact that you know this creator is 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 rational and is intelligible and and when he creates obviously uh, it reflects him and yeah. so I mean we we so we we have these uh, working sort of um, uh, beliefs as Christians that follow from the doctrine of creation and uh, and one of the great things is is the fact that we can say okay so if if the if the world was made this way then we should know. It by um, we, we, there should be some signs and evidences for that, and that's yeah, that's what we find within science. We find out that the world is intelligible, yeah, that it's structured, that it's rational, that it's finely tuned. We learn uh, that there's a, a correspondence between the rationality of the world that we inhabit and our own minds. Isn't that crazy? It's I mean, nuts. have people Love stop it. to think about the fact that there's a, a direct correlation between? the rational structures and faculties of your mind to to the way that the world actually is the, the logical structures of it you're not imposing that on it i mean it is there's really kind of a correspondence between the two and so yeah. you know but here's the thing though to a naturalist that can't be explained that just has to be assumed right. under the guise of science but for the christian worldview no we have a coherency and says like look this is the reason why it's that way and so, so I, I kind of want to go there. I yeah. want to go to the beginning, and I want to say, okay, no, which which um, um, which which worldview uh, actually has science on its side? Yeah. And so I kind of want to do that, and and I, yeah. and I and I and I do that a number of ways, but that's one of them. Yeah. yeah. No, man, that's a great way to that's a great way to handle it. You know, I think. Um, when I've had the when I've had the discussion with with people of, of various ages, um, including including my own kids, um, because although they assume it's true, I, we still explain that there are different there are different views, and we want because we want them to be able to engage in and 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 understand understand how to be respectful of others in, um, of other viewpoints as well. 
and to have good conversations. Um, what I found is is that a lot of people, um, when they get to the age of the earth question, they're 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 almost using it as a distraction technique. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you think about Jesus and the woman at the well, um, where she says she he's talking to her about you know living water and you know the reality of of sin in her and her marital situation <laughs> um, at the time. Uh, she says, "Okay, so." You you Jews say you're supposed to we're supposed to worship on this mountain, and we say we're supposed to worship on this mountain. Which one is it? Um, yeah. And he's like, no, he's like, no, you're missing the point. Yeah. Let's let's we let's get to the real subject. And and this is what I see as as one of the really essential things. And I think the thing that um, really helping us understand that. Um, you know, if we understand that the gospel is central to all of scripture, that if all scripture points to Jesus, then Jesus and the gospel have a central role to play in our understanding of creation. Well, mm-hmm. as well, um, it comes down to authority. Yeah. And so when, when the Bible begins in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What it's saying is, is that God, if God made everything, which he did, that means that he has abs- the absolute right to say how things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so that sets up the narrative for um, and our understanding of um, the results of disobedience. So God has the right to tell us how we should and should not live. God has the right to, to say these are the consequences for disobedience Mm -hmm. so we can't so when we when we are trying distraction techniques we need to deal with um we need to push back and and go no no no. let's let's go to the let's go to the real issue if there's a god which which we believe there is right he's an authority over all things sure if he's an authority of all all things that means that you you as his creation have an obligation to 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 obedience to mm-hmm. obey him to um to actually trust that what he has what how he has created you is actually for your good and for and for your best um and that's and that's the thing that's hard to swallow for people who um like like all of us um apart from Christ mm-hmm. who are so bent on um, thumbing our nose at um, at even the idea of a creator because we want to be we want to be the authority in our own lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You're right. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know, like you know, the whole age issue that's an in house debate. People mm-hmm. can continue to do that if they want. But yeah, it can it can be come to the point to where it's just a distraction from the main point. Yeah, that the author's trying to tell us that yeah. the author's getting that right. So. Um, and I, and I, and I wanted to kind of take students there. I want to take them to the authority. I want to take them to the fact that, look, there's, a, um, you know, everything's obviously contingent upon God, right? Yeah. So, you know, we, um, uh, uh, we draw our existence and find our being in him. I mean, he is, he is there at the beginning <laughs> and he initiates everything. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that's not just, you know, our beliefs that we believe and it, it's reasonable in the sense that obviously it's, um, uh, makes sense within our worldview, but it's also that's what we see within within science itself. Like yeah. the, the science, the best science that we have tells us that the that the that the universe is not infinite. That that it, it came into existence at a finite point in time. Yeah, um, and and whether or not you know you um, uh, people disagree, you know with with which cosmology they're going to kind of 
uh, turn to, whether it be Big Bang or, or whatever. But, uh, you know, there, the, the, the funny thing is, you know, there was a guy named, I think it's, um, uh, I can't remember how you pronounce his name, but he was essentially the, the father of a Big Bang. He was the cosmologist and he was also a Catholic priest. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and I think it was George S. or something like that. But, yeah. but anyway, so, um, um, Again, I'm not saying that you need to buy into any sort of one brand of cosmology over the other. Only the point, uh, the fact that the universe is not eternal. Yeah. Right? So it's not eternal. It came into being in a finite uh, time in the past. Yeah. And um, and this lends itself to, to the fact that, look, there, there must be a, um, um, a sort of a... An uncaused cause, right? Yeah. And so, anyway, I know that this is kind of uh, uh, going in a different direction, but uh, oh but no, yeah, that's fine. But kind of doing, you know, some of the apologetics with students. I think that that's, yeah, that's important because um, we obviously want them to. Um, that it, you you can't. I'm not trying to say that you went over a student's heart with apologetics. I'm not saying that you no you uh, convinced them to believe with apologetics. Right, so they they have the uh, they 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 come to faith on other grounds, right? Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know these these types of things can be helpful to to bolster their faith, to support their faith, to increase their faith and their confidence in the authority of Scripture. Yeah. Uh, especially when they see that the fact that look, you know, what Scripture is saying, the fact that there is a beginning, and the fact that there's a personal beginning. Right, not just some impersonal calls, mm-hmm. not just some matter in motion, but that there's a personal beginning um, that that obviously you know makes sense given the fact that we are personal beings created in this this yeah. personal creator, and so um, so yeah, I just I think that 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 is helpful, right? Yeah, so. absolutely, man, Andy, that that's really helpful, and I think that that even just the these these couple of points that we've really delved into uh, pretty deeply given our time um i think those those are going to give um not just student student ministry leaders but really all like i hope all listeners you're going to find this really really helpful um thanks for listening to this episode of here of here of the story and uh, we'll catch you next time see you thanks for listening to the hero of the story presented by the gospel project a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.